This is the City and the Sound Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Holt. On today's podcast, we're talking to one of the members of the Waste Story crew, Griff Gray. We had a really interesting interview about some of his influences growing up in hip-hop, being a part of the Waste Story crew, and being a Birmingham artist in general. So, before we get started with today's podcast, what I'd like you to do is open your ears and expand your mind and take a listen to this. All right, today I'm here with Griff. How's it going, man? Good, man. How are you doing? Pretty good, dude. Pretty good. So I guess the first question I got for you is, what was like the kind of the first kind of music that you started to listen to or like your upbringing as far as like, you know, starting with music? Um, so I guess uh, my dad was really a huge influence on it. My mom, she listened, she listened to music, but not like, I guess to the extent my dad, although I do get a lot of my influence from her. She was like big on like Celine Dion and like Whitney Houston and like Brian McKnight. So like, a lot of like that old R&B I like a lot mm-hmm. but um I don't know my dad he was big on like that that 90s hip hop like Tupac yeah Biggie uh I crazy though cuz he didn't know about Big L and I had to put him on the other day and I was kind of shook I was <laughs> like bro you got to like live through man you didn't know who Big L was <laughs> how don't you know who Big L is bro you wow but um yeah no my dad and then like as I guess I got older and my dad was a younger father he was like 23 mm-hmm. age I am now I guess and um so seeing his music taste evolve was really dope like he got into like Anthony Hamilton you know yeah and Anthony Hamilton's one of my favorite singers now but like beyond that that just makes you like dive into those you know like the history of those genres and shit and like I love old old like Motown and yeah. like like old soul like fucking Al Green like the Isley Brothers the Five Stair Steps fucking uh yeah Hollow Notes I don't know just like that old just like mm, talking on the track shit <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you said that my, my dad thing was about like the same age so like I absorbed like all that early 90s influence and stuff so I say when you come from there. So, when was like the moment, like you first started to like, like were interested in hip hop and started to like rapping your own? Um, 
I think it was when. Oh man, I think I could tell you the night, bro. It was literally like whenever it was the same night to pimp a butterfly, and Allah, by ASAP dropped, because I think I think to this day I think to pimp a butterfly is like top. Here you go, John. I think to pimp a butterfly is like top five albums of all time, like <laughs> music. Period. Yeah. Not just. Not just uh, rap, like. To Pippa Butterfly is a masterpiece. And I heard that, and I guess Allah on the same night um, at, la- at Long Last ASAP. Is, yeah, is that the name of it? Yeah, I think so. Regardless, that album is amazing, and uh, it made me, it like just made me be like, yo, you can do this. You should start, you should just start writing. And so I started writing. This was like my senior year of high school, maybe my junior year. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It was one of those two years. But um, it was definitely the end of my high school. And I don't know. I just kept doing it. And it turned more into a hobby rather than me, like, trying to make something. Yeah. You know, like, more so just, like, a thing that I did. And I didn't really ever even talk about it too much. And I, like, fell off of it for a while. And I just didn't do it much because I didn't think I was that good until I got to the point where I realized that, like, you know, by continuing to do it that's how you get better yeah and then i just got fell in love with that and so i've just been writing since then so it's been like that i graduated in 2015 so it's been like six seven years now yeah so would you still say like kendrick and asap are like your main influences or the other people who kind of shape crazy because i wouldn't even say that asap is one of my main influence i wouldn't say asap is even close to one of my main influence although i love asap and i yeah. love all of asap's music um uh Kendrick definitely is one of my biggest influences, but uh, if I were to give you like a top five like biggest influences, it would be like Mac, Frank, like Mac Miller, mm-hmm. Frank Ocean, uh, like J. Cole, um, uh, Outkast, Tupac, and then like, I don't know, Lauryn Hill. Oh, I love the fuck out of this. <laughs> oh, I love the hell out of Lauren Hill. That's my, that's like, oof. This Education. Yeah. Pressure. Album is different. Yes. Different. <laughs> <laughs> so but, what, is, what would you say your writing process is like as far as like writing songs, as far as hip hop songs? Like, is do you like consciously like want to write like, you know, like complex bars and try to make stuff that's kind of just like a stream of consciousness kind of style of hip hop? Yeah. Um. Yeah, for the most part, it's just stream of consciousness, I guess, kind of shit. It's, like, not freestyling, but it's freestyle thoughts mm-hmm. that I write and I, <laughs> I can think about for a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's, like, uh, it's, like, I listen, I don't need, I guess I don't even necessarily need to listen to a beat mm-hmm. in order to, um just write but um usually it'll just start out with a thought and then I'll build off of that thought yeah and then there always comes a point where I start thinking too much about one bar or mm-hmm. like one line and then in that moment I realize that like I need to keep moving and if I don't feel like I need to keep moving then I find something else to do and then come back to it later yeah and then but for the most part usually my songs 
uh, that I make are just compilations of random writings that I have. Mm-hmm. It's never like, it's really hard for me to just have like a condensed thought, like a focused thought. Yeah. So I just have a logs of just verses and usually <laughs> I'll just be able to, usually it's like, you know, cohesive because you're going through certain things in life and all of that shit kind of lines up and that's usually what the fuck you're talking about yeah um i saw like this interview by i think it was lucky uh, like a long time ago and um he was just talking about a conversation he had with earl and how earl told him like writing writing should just be like a progress report and um that really changed like completely shifted my perspective on just making music and all that because it was just like damn yeah that makes shit so much easier let me just say what how i'm feeling right now Mm. and it really makes it easy and it is easy i don't know it's not hard to just be vulnerable you know and you certainly point to like artists like mac miller like j cole and stuff like that they very much have like a a really good sense of like relatability and like honestness like do you always kind of want to when your music kind of go for that so that way you're not kind of making like a kind of a fake image yes ten thousand percent um i try my best not to ever um i mean you know i think that I think that writing and rap is art, so you know there is performance to mm-hmm. it, and I think that it definitely uh, is can be hyperbolic at times. Yeah, but um, and even with rappers like J Cole and Mac, they're like that. They do that and go outside of their own self, I guess. But they don't ever lo- they never lose their sense of self, I guess. And I feel like. Uh, yeah, I try my best to be as honest and as vulnerable as I can and like as transparent as possible because I feel like that's what really connects with people. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, that's the only thing that you can really, you know, <laughs> I guess do anything about. That's the only like endpoint that you can control. You can't control a narrative that you know nothing about or that's not has nothing mm-hmm. to do with you. It's just too much. It's like trying to keep up with like 17 lies. Yeah. You just can't do it. You know, it's hard. But if you're just being honest and truthful, that shit's consistent, you know? And I think that's an easier thing to do, especially in writing. I feel like any artist can relate with the fact. I mean, nah, let me not speak for other people, but I'll speak for myself and say that whenever I tried or have tried to write from like a very hyperbolic perspective, it's just hard for me to do Mm -hmm. that. I just have to kind of be vulnerable and talk about myself and what I experience, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> One thing I like about your music too is, um, is that I think sometimes some rappers can kind of get too almost like lyrically, like lyrical miracle kind of style. Yeah. Like not catching anything. Like, do you think it's really important to like, to be lyrical, but also lyrical enough where people can catch it, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So I don't think that I said earlier, which is like, complete bullshit i didn't say in like my top list of inspirations that earl is one of my like favorites and earl, i love the fuck out of earl because earl is like earl is very complex but at the same time he's gotten to the point where it's so bare bones and so simplistic mm-hmm. and like he wants you to think that there's this fucking deeper meaning that yeah. he's talking about when really he's saying exactly what the fuck he means and i think that 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 is huge you know like i think that just 
when people try and like when people say like I don't know, it's like just speak, just say what the fuck you mean, like yeah. just let it like let us connect. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's when you're when people like talk around things and they use like these big words that like people can't understand. It makes them feel excluded, and then it makes them not even want to listen or like have the conversation. Yeah. So like, I think that the best way to be is direct, and I'm a very simple person. Like, I don't think that I'm this overly smart ass human being yeah. that has this super fucking interesting story to tell. I'm just kind of saying how I feel, and I think that I make good music. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So how did you get with a uh, wasteoid? Oh man. How did I get with Wasteoid? Uh, so I met Chan my sophomore year of college. And Chan, aka Von Mar, mm-hmm. yeah. Bonnie, uh, uh, met him my sophomore year of college. We instantly became best friends. And he would bring me down to Birmingham to meet his homies. And the first homie that he introduced me to was Johnny. So I've known Johnny for like, what, four or five years? It's like three, three or four. Nah, I met you like that my sophomore year of college. So it has to have been like. I was like 22. Are you sure? 22? Well, regardless. Met Johnny like maybe three to five. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say three to five because I think it was like 2016, 2017. But um, met Johnny. Uh, Johnny cool as fuck. Been the homie since. Um, and then kind of just was in Tuscaloosa figuring school out, figuring out like what I was mm-hmm. gonna do with, you know, my life and all that bullshit. And then I hit a point where I was just really sit- taking my music super serious. I met yeah. Spiegel in Tuscaloosa. I met Spiegel and Gunner. Um, these two dudes up in Tuscaloosa and Spiegel is my best friend. Love that man to death. I have a lot of best friends if you couldn't tell. <laughs> but Spiegel, that's my fucking right hand man. That's my ace boom con all that shit. Um I uh met him and basically he just inspired me to just do everything that I ever wanted to fucking do. Yeah. And just not hold back. And we tried to start this collective. Um, and we did. It was just a four. It was like four of us. Me, my friend, Spiegel, my friend, Gunner, my friend, uh, Spencer, and our friend, John. And we, like, tried to, five of us, not four, um, tried to uh, start this collective. Um, we all just, you know, kind of went our own way. Me and Spiegel really kind of stuck together. Gunner and Spiegel actually ended up moving to Atlanta together, but... Me and Spiegel kind of always super connected, so we, to this day, know that no matter what we do, we'll always be together mm-hmm. in whatever the fuck it is that we do. And so, whenever I moved to Birmingham last year, I really had this goal in mind of wanting to start some sort of music collective, you know, like, just because that's something that I'd always strove for. I tried to do it in Tuscaloosa, it just didn't work out. And so met Johnny. Johnny had Wasteoid magazine mm-hmm. where he was putting like he was putting pictures and stuff up and he was eventually gonna release a magazine. And um I wanna say within that first week of me moving down here, I met George, who's Grand Prix. I met 
Or I knew Jalen. I knew Jalen from a while ago. I knew Randy from a while ago. Me and I've known them for like two, three years. Um, met George, met fucking Mario, Kajori, all of them. And I think it was out on Jalen's porch. Like me, Jalen, Chan, Johnny, mm-hmm. and Brock. And Alexis, I think we were just all out on Jalen's porch, and I was like, not just it wasn't just me; it was like all of us. We were just like, "Yo, we just should start this collective. Like, why, why the fuck not?" Yeah, you know. And we did it, and <laughs> now we're like working towards something, trying to make something out of nothing. So, what is it you think is special about being part of a collective? You know, who's has one shared goal in mind as a part of like you know trying to like do it kind of just solo, you know. Um, I think there's something special about it. It's like, and there's a mystique behind it because it's like, I don't know, man. You love that. I don't know. Growing up, man, I just loved that shit. Like, I loved groups. I was a big sports fan. I still am to this day. I love teams. Teamwork is fucking amazing. Yeah. Beyond that, just like seeing fucking growing up loving Wu-Tang, growing up loving Odd Future, growing up loving fucking, you know, just all of these, like, collectives and groups of talent that just were like, yo, let's put all of our minds together and come up with some shit to just, like, let's really take our dreams serious, you know? Like, let's not play with it. Like, yeah. If we all put our fucking tools together, we can do some shit. We can really fucking do some shit. And I think that with that mindset, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. With that mindset, you can do anything. And I think the, that the, the blueprint's been laid out so many times. So, I don't know, man. It's like, it's like feeling like you're a part of like the Justice League or something. <laughs> like the Avengers because mm. everybody has their own thing that they bring to the table that yeah. they do so much better than everyone else or just, you know, that unique perspective. And I think with Wastoid, it's just, we're, we're all homies. Like that's how it started. We're just friends. Mm-hmm. All of us are just fucking homies that just did our own shit. And then we were like, yo, why don't we just do this together under one umbrella? And that's how it happened. So I think it's dope and we're growing, you know, Like, we want the city of Birmingham to be fucking put on. You know, we want everybody to be able to wear Wastoid tees, be like, I was a part of that shit, you know? So I guess I don't know that question, like, how do you, you know, with kind of a collective of so many different personalities, like, how would you say you, like, fit into it, like, as far as your role in it? Oh, man. That's a question for the the boys. (laughs) I think I just make music and... I put my little two cents in every every now and again, but I don't think I'm like anything. I don't know. I think we're all equals. I think mm-hmm. we all like put our fucking two cents in. I think that Duncan and Johnny carry a huge load. I think that they put in a lot of fucking like not not discrediting anything from anybody else, but I just think that like just in meetings and, you know, just organizing and shit. Like, they put a lot of thought into that. And I don't necessarily do that, but I come, I think I come with some really good ideas. 
always got some fire ass ideas. They get shot down sometimes. <laughs> but uh, my ideas is fire. Also, I'm like the youngest. Nah, Duncan's younger than me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so never mind. I'm like, I'm the youngest artist out of everybody. Yeah. So, you know, I'd be like the spark plug, you know. I'm an energizer. I get the people going. These are facts, bro. <laughs> Don't try and play me. So what would you say is, like, your plans for the future as far as, like, making new music? Because, um, obviously, the earth and COVID has been kind of, like, hard to you know, do shows and stuff. But as far as, like, what are your, like, your plans going forward? Um, Taking over the motherfucking world. Running the shit from 2021 to the, you know, all that shit. Like, nah, but for real, like, that's, I don't know. I have a, nah, I'm, I keep, I don't know why I say I don't know when I do know. Um, <laughs> uh, like I have a project coming out here really soon. I, damn, shouldn't have said that, <laughs> but you know, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. I got a project coming out real soon. So I'm excited for that, <clears throat> but like goals in the future, man, I just, you know, I want to do, I want to have my own media company at some point. I want to like do, get into clothing. There's just so many things that I want to do beyond just music mm-hmm. and, uh, it'll happen, you know. It's yeah. gonna happen eventually. Like it'll it'll pan out. Like uh, if you were just speaking specifically, like I have a few. I've been writing screenplays for the last like two years that I want to put towards my projects, like actual music projects, to just create like this super crazy soundscape and like just viewing piece for people. I don't know. I really love like clapping for the wrong reasons by childish yeah. and like because of the internet it's just that whole universe he created was amazing and I don't think that enough artists have tapped into that like that shit is so dope like oh it's so cool but um yeah I don't know I just want to be able to get to the point where I can expend all of my energy on creating and I think that that's where that's when I'll be content yeah one thing I think you said also is kind of, you know, putting the city of Birmingham on. Like, what do you think it's special about, you know, being like a like a Birmingham artist in particular? Um, I don't know, man. That shit fine. Like, nobody, Birmingham hasn't popped yet. Like, it's not, like, there's super dope artists that are in Birmingham. And I don't know, like, there's like a handful of artists that have come out of Birmingham and like have gone big and, you know are profound I guess like fucking Pink Safu I think that's yeah Pink Safu he he was on fucking Alchemist's tape that he just dropped mm. first five and he's from Birmingham um but I don't know man being a Birmingham artist is dope and I'm not even from here my but my family's from here like yeah. my dad's from here my dad went to Winona um my whole family's from here so it's really cool because growing up, I used to always say I was from Birmingham, but I'm a military brat. So yeah. I moved like every two years. When I was in high school, I moved every year, like every single year. And so, um, like, growing up and saying you're from Birmingham and then going to the University of Alabama and a bunch of people are actually from Birmingham. <laughs> so then you're like, ah, actually, maybe I'm not from fucking Birmingham because y'all actually know some shit. But then moving here and, like, falling in love with the city and, like, falling in love with, like, my friends and the just the 
everything, man. Birmingham is so fucking dope. Like, people don't even know. And that might just be a biased perspective because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people think that about their city. Yeah. Which is, you know, teach his own. I love it. But I think Birmingham just is a little bit better than everywhere else. Like, Birmingham has its own little unique thing, which everyone has. But, I don't know. It's just cool as fuck here. Like, yeah. I think that Birmingham is literally... Like, my life here in Birmingham is, like, what I feel like people wish they had. Yeah. You know, like, what, like, you see on Instagram and Snapchat and shit on, like, people in out in, like, influencers and shit out in California and, like, people you think that are just, like, out here not doing whatever. I don't know. I, like, love being around people that are working and grinding for some shit, also working normal fucking jobs and, like, not letting that shit phase him at all. Yeah. You know? And just the, you know, not being known. Nobody knows about Birmingham. so But it's like, we're going to do our shit anyway. So it doesn't, it don't even matter. And then whenever people come here, they're like, oh shit, this is cool. This is really dope. And so it's only a matter of time before everybody's hip. Yeah. You know? So where can we find your music at? Everywhere, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Deezer, Bandcamp, <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> all that shit. <laughs> um, I don't know, actually, bro. Let me, let me, let me make a little back statement on that. I'm, <laughs> I'm playing. Um, I do think I current. I don't know. I switched. <laughs> um, I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing, but I switched my name to Griff Gray, like. Like maybe a year ago, but my name on Spotify is still Griff White. Hmm. So Griff White on like Spotify and Apple Music, but we gonna get that changed before this project comes. Um, yeah, I got a music, I got some music videos, like two. You can find those on YouTube. Um, no one coming soon. No one coming soon. Shh. Keep that on the hush, though. You don't even need to go talking to your friends about it. Because I'll go talk to your friends about it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Every fucking where. You can find my shit everywhere. There ain't no reason you can't listen to my shit. If you, you know? Like, there ain't no reason. At all. Unless you can't spell. And then, that's just... That's on you. That's on you, B. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Well, thanks, man, for being this part of the view. I really love your music. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me, man. This is dope. I love it. I want to thank Griff for being a part of this interview for City in the Sound podcast. You can find his music and all the places listed on streaming and services at this time. Give a big shout out to the whole Waste Store crew. There's going to be some more interviews with some of the crew coming soon. I'll see you guys on the next one.